We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to talk more about HB 2186, a bill in Oklahoma that would make it illegal to groom children in a public space. Basically, just enforcing the existing laws that say you can't contribute to the delinquency of a minor, and how a local Republican says that he's standing in the way of populism by voting against this law. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. I hope you had a good weekend. Well, I just can't help going back to the well one more time on this story about HB 2186, this bill that's sponsored by State Representative Kevin West, a Republican from Moore, Oklahoma. It's a bill sponsored in the House of Representatives here in Oklahoma to make it illegal for adults to groom children sexually in the public square. Essentially, it would double down on laws that we've had, long-standing laws, against contributing to the delinquency of a minor or endangering children. Surely, surely any thinking human being can agree that any adult that is subjecting a child to sexual entertainment is abusing that child is subjecting that child to things that compromise the child's innocence. And therefore, that should be illegal. And the adult that's doing this to the child should be punished and suffer the consequences for breaking the law. I I would think that whether you're left or right, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Constitutional Party, whatever you are, even if you don't vote at all, I would hope you would understand that adults have responsibilities to guard and protect children. And that if you're contributing to the delinquency of a minor, that that should be a punishable offense within any sane society and culture. It has been so in the United States for hundreds of years. But now we're at the point where we even have Republican legislators in the reddest of red states, perhaps even in the reddest of red counties here in Oklahoma, representatives such as Judd Strom, who are claiming that Folks like Representative Kevin West, who are trying to do something about this nonsense and protect our children, Kevin West crafting a bill, HB 2186, to stand against the sexually purient performances in our public parks that are uh, actually inviting children. They're putting out posters and saying this will be a child-friendly event, and then the kids are subjected to this grooming. We have Republicans who are saying that standing against this stuff, trying to craft legislation that would make it easier for communities to shut it down and say no, that's nothing but populism. That's a populist puff piece. That's a quote from Judd Strom as he's referencing HB 2186. And Judd Strom is making that claim, not only in writing, but he's making it orally. In several different venues, he actually did it in Bartlesville Radio last week. He called it a populist puff piece. Apparently, he's doubling down on that description of HB 2186, which I find very peculiar because it's a self-refuting claim. Uh, 
and I'll explain to you why after we take a break. So, again, I know we've already talked about this, but this is very important. We've got to define our terms. What is populism? What is nationalism? What is patriotism? What's a child? What's an adult? What's a woman? What's a man? If we can't define our terms, what's freedom? What's democracy? What's a republic? If we don't understand these basic terms, then we're not going to be able to function as a free society. And the first people, people to suffer in a society that loses its freedom will be women and children. And this story is proof to the point. I'm Dr. Everett Piper. Let's take a break and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance, and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to the rebellion. So why is Judd Strom's claim that this is a populist puff piece, self-refuting? Before I talk further about HB 2186 and what's wrong with Judd Strom's rationale overall, I want to deal with a specific thing that he said on Bartlesville Radio. Before he got into claiming that this HB 2186 is a populist puff piece, Judd Strom explicitly said, that in the House of Representatives, our elected officials should not go against the will of the people. That the Oklahoma House should never vote against the popular vote. To make his point, he actually referenced the legalization of medical marijuana here in Oklahoma. And he said, well, the people voted for it, and therefore the House should not have even considered countering the vote of the people. He, he actually said that they could have, the House could have gone into session and said, well, we don't care what the people voted for. We're going to, we're going to establish laws that are contrary to the vote, to the popular vote, to raw democracy. And Judd Strom explicitly said that he as a representative should not do that, and the House of Representatives should not do that, that the will of the people should prevail. Well, do you know what he just described? raw democracy, and populism. So while he's saying that his job as a representative is to never go against the popular vote, against raw democracy, 50% plus one, his job is to support that popular vote. 
That's populism. He is championing populism, and then he turns around and says he's not supporting HB 2186 because it's a populist puff piece. He just sawed off the branch upon which he sits. It's a self-refuting claim. Like I said before, it's like saying I can't tolerate your intolerance or I hate you hateful people or I'm sure that nothing is sure and I know that nothing can be known. And I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. This is another example of the progressive mind being self-refuting at every turn. If it's your job to support the will of the people at all times, then you, by definition, are embracing populism. You're, you're embracing a, a government of raw democracy rather than a republic. The United States is a republic for a reason. And Judd Strom rightly pointed out earlier in his commentary that our founding fathers were very nervous and anxious about populism. I agree. They were nervous about raw democracy. They were nervous about giving the people total control. Because if you really want to go that direction, Mr. Strom, and that it's never your job to vote against the will of the people, then we don't need you at all. All we have to do is make decisions by raw vote every time. We don't need a House of Representatives. We don't need you. We don't need your position. We don't need your leadership. Because we can just vote on everything, whether it be taxes, whether it be our local municipal laws, whether it be state law. We can vote on everything. It should all just be a matter of popular vote if you want to follow your rules for government. And that, and again, I repeat what you said, your rule for government, if you're in the House of Representatives, is not to vote against the will of the people. Well, let's save some money and just get rid of the House then, because the people can vote on everything. We don't need you there. He's, he's advocating for populism, and then he disparages HB 2186, because it's a populist puff piece. I mean, if there were a section in your local newspaper titled, You Can't Make This Stuff Up, if that were a headline, if that were a page, if that were a section of the paper, I mean, this would be headline news. I, I, coming from Copan, Oklahoma, the reddest corner of the reddest of red states, the story of HB 2186. It's a populist puff piece. And then the person that's claiming that it's a populist puff piece is championing populism before he ever condemns it as being a populist puff piece. Now, I want to go back and remind you what's in the bill. Uh, let's just talk about what's in the bill. Oklahoma's HB 2186 is sponsored by State Representative Kevin West, a Republican of Moore, Oklahoma, and it simply states, and I quote, it shall be unlawful for any person to engage in an adult cabaret performance which is harmful to minors or to organize or authorize the viewing of such a performance on public property or in a location where a minor could view the performance. Close quote. Doesn't seem like that's a populist position. To me, what's populist about that? The legislation goes on to define an adult cabaret performance to include activities that involve, quote, topless dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, drag performers, or any similar entertainers, close quote. And then the bill adds, it shall be unlawful for a person to organize or authorize on, on public property any such events where the performance is harmful to said minors. Close quote. Again, I ask over and over again, what makes that bill populist? Why is it a populist puff piece? 
what is there in that bill that champions populism? The bill is a call to protect the innocence of children and to hold adults responsible when they compromise it and to not use our public spaces as platforms for grooming minors into sexual confusion and dysfunction. (laughs) Populism? How so? Now, Representative West clarifies. He actually adds clarity to his bill. He says this, the phrase harmful to minors is already defined in Oklahoma law as any situation where minors are exposed to, quote, nudity, sexual conduct, or sexual excitement, and any event designed to appeal to a purient interest in sex to minors. And how do we define purient? Well, according to Oklahoma statute, it's anything that the average adult would find patently offensive to the prevailing standards in the community with respect to what the average adult finds suitable. Close quote. So, lest everybody starts screaming, oh, you Bible thumpers, you want to impose a theocracy on Bartlesville, Oklahoma, or or Copan, or Oklahoma City, or Tulsa, that is garbage, that's baloney. I, I still think that the average adult would think that a 35-year-old man, a 45-year-old man, dressing in fishnet stockings, uh, a miniskirt, knee-high leather boots with an exaggerated wig, black-facing a woman with exaggerated makeup, is number one offensive to women because the caricature that you think defines a woman is insulting to 99.9% of women. And by the way, it's called cultural appropriation. It's wrong. You shouldn't be doing it. And in addition to that, when you're strutting, stroking your thigh, or whatever you're doing in your performance, your drag queen performance, is by definition sexually inviting. You know it and everybody else knows it. All right? So why in the world are we even having a debate over this? The average adult does find this patently offensive to what is suitable within the prevailing standards of the community. Now, I'm going to say it, despite the fact that no rational person could possibly conclude that this bill restricts anything but the, the sexual exploitation of Oklahoma's children. We had several groups protesting against this bill at our state capitol. And one of the groups that's aligned with this oh-so-tolerant priesthood of the rainbow that so vigorously opposes HB 2186 is called, and I quote, 2SLGBTQ plus causes, close quote. I'll say it one more time. 2SLGBTQ plus causes. And this group issued a statement, and their statement was very profound. This is what it said. Drag isn't the states to regulate, close quote. Boy, that's a catchy one, isn't it? And sidebar here, for all of you who can't keep up with these endless machinations of the Church of Holy Wokeness, The acronym 2SLGBTQ+, stands for, and I quote, Two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, plus any other, (laughs) this is my language right now, libidinous derivations that can be contrived by what the Apostle Paul defined 2,000 years ago as the reprobate mind. That's what this acronym of this group stands for. Two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning. Plus. Well, what's the plus? Any 
anything else, <laughs> anything else, like I said, any other libidinous derivation that we can come up with, we're worshiping the created rather than the creator, and we're given over to a reprobate mind. Once again, the Bible has proven true. Now, it shouldn't surprise any of us that almost all the left-leaning lawmakers are going to rush like lobotomized lemmings to echo this alphabet nonsense of LGBTQIA, SJW, BLM, CRT. But surely, surely we could expect that all thinking Republicans wouldn't be so unmoored ontologically, epistemologically, logically, morally. We could expect Republicans to be a little bit more thoughtful, right? Well, I guess not. You've got Judd Strom. And he voted against letting this bill, HB 2186, even getting out of committee. And again, Mr. Strom hails from a very rural and red district of the reddest of red states. I mean, he represents a community that hasn't voted for a Democrat for five presidential elections. Five successive elections. <laughs> this community hasn't gone blue. But yet he votes against a bill that does little more than protect Oklahoma's children from sexual grooming. Now, how come? I, I, I've covered it. When he was asked to explain, Mr. Strom, he averred and said that such Terrible legislation is HB 2186 would make it illegal for schools in his district to have powder puff football events where male athletes wear female cheerleader uniforms. That's his language. Powder puff football events where male athletes wear female cheerleader uniforms. But he wasn't done. Then he added that the bill in question strips parents of their rights to make decisions, his language, as to what events they want to take their kids to. And finally, he concluded by saying that HB 2186 is little more than a populist puff piece, which is kind of the point I'm making today. But let's pick it apart again. Let's pick his argument apart. Bit of a repeat of what I said last week, but I want to be very clear here. First, as to powder, powder puff football, I'd like to suggest something here. That there are tons of feminists, if not all honest ones, who would be as eager as I am right now to remind Mr. Strom that a bunch of high school boys donning the attire of young girls for the sake of giggles is what the morally enlightened folks among us call cultural appropriation. So justifying a bunch of 50-year-old men black-facing women by pointing to a bunch of 15-year-old boys doing the same thing is hardly the stuff of a sound argument. Can we agree on that? Now, second, let's address the issue of parents having the right to take their sons and daughters to whatever events they see fit. Really? Really? Should we have that right? Do we have that right? Are progressives now arguing that a father has the right to take his five-year-old son to the local uh, gentleman's club or maybe even the local brothel? Does a father have the right to do that? And does a mother have a right to take her eight-year-old daughter to a ladies' night out at Chippendales? Should that be okay? I, 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 surely, even the most woke among us understands that there are limits to where we can take our kids, don't we? I mean, even 
a theme park has some age restrictions on given rides, you can't take your kid on a given ride because it would endanger the kid to do so, even though some parents might think it's okay. But there are rules at the theme park. You can't do that. There are age restrictions. And the last time I went to Chili's or TGIF's or any other restaurant that has a bar section, guess what's posted in that section of the restaurant? No one under 21 admitted. So, no, parents can't take their children anywhere. We've had that common understanding because of the common sense of what I said earlier. To take your kids into certain settings endangers them. There's a reason for no one under 21 admitted signs. There's such a thing as contributing to the delinquency of a minor and endangering children. You get my point here? So the powder puff football thing, that's a ridiculous accusation. Uh, If you're going to go there, then I guess you're going to have to fend off all of the Me Too marchers with their pink hats and say that you think it's okay for males to culturally appropriate female identity and to steal and mock and get giggles and laughs out of doing so while boys dress up as girls or as men dress up like women. And I don't think you want to defend that one. I don't think it's a very good argument. And all this nonsense about parents having the right to take their sons and daughters anywhere they wish? No, we don't. We don't have that right. When a a bad parent makes bad decisions, society defers to the protection of the child. That's why we have laws against contributing to the delinquency of a minor and laws against child endangerment. That's why we have laws against child pornography. That's why we have laws against having sex with minors. There are reasons for this. There are limits, and the limits defer to the protection of children. And that's not populism. And, and even, if you want to take Judge Strom's argument that, well, you never, you never differ with the, the popular vote, the Democrat vote, if, if 50% plus one vote for something, then it's the job of the House to just affirm it, ratify it. Okay, let's just ask for, uh, if, if the majority of Oklahoma people ratify prostitution, are you going to vote for it or against it, Mr. Strom? If the majority of Oklahoma people vote in favor of no drug restrictions whatsoever, heroin, LSD, fentanyl, Meth, recreational drug use at will, no restrictions whatsoever, and no age restrictions on drug use. Mr. Strom, are you going to vote in favor of raw democracy, or are you going to exercise some moral judgment and say, no, that would be harmful to our state, to our community, to our freedom? How about if the majority of people in Oklahoma vote to decrease the age of consensual sex down to 11 or 12? Mr. Strom, will you vote in favor of that? Because you should always go with the majority vote. How about if the majority of Oklahoma citizens voted to abandon the state constitution and totally, totally step away from the United States Constitution and embrace a constitution that is a carbon copy of the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, under Joseph Stalin? 
Would you vote in favor of that? Because the people want it. How about if the majority of Oklahomans voted to secede from the United States to take up arms and start a civil war against Texas and Kansas and Arkansas and Colorado and our neighboring states because they didn't secede, but we want to. Are you going to go with that one, Mr. Strom? I mean, I could go on and on and ask ask Mr. Strom if he's always going to go with the majority vote. The answer is no. Clearly he wouldn't. How about if the majority of Oklahomans vote against private property and that all property is owned by the collective, by the state, by the government, and there's no such thing as private ranching any longer. All ranching is going to be run by the government. Mr. Strom, will you vote for that? I don't think so. I don't think you'd vote for that. So this argument that you're always going to vote with the majority because that's your job as a House member is ridiculous because that's not what you would do because you don't believe in raw democracy and therefore you do stand against populism, but you're labeling something, a populist puff piece, that really isn't, but yet you're advocating for populism in the sentence that led up to your ad hominem attack against an individual that's just trying to protect children. This accusation of populist puffery, frankly, it's a fallacy that takes the cake while the perpetrator tries to eat it too. While Mr. Strom falls in line with the crowd, he turns around and accuses his opponents of being populists. Now, why do I say he's falling in line with the crowd? Well, he's going with the popular narrative. The LGBTQIA, SJW, CRT narrative is the force in culture right now that is hard to resist. And Mr. Strom is going along with that tsunami of lunacy. And yet he is turning around and accusing others of being populist when he's being carried along by the crowd of what's woke and what's politically correct. And what's popular. Like I said earlier in the show, the smacks of the tolerance police shouting that they can't tolerate everyone else's intolerance. Or better yet, it sounds way too similar to Congress's princess of neo-fascism, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, accusing all of her opponents of fascism. I mean, AOC is out there championing the censorship of anyone who disagrees with her, whether it be on COVID or whether it be on sexuality. And then she turns around and accuses people who simply bought commercial time during the Super Bowl to talk about Jesus as being neo-fascists. This is the fascist calling everyone else she disagrees with fascists. It's the tolerance police saying, we won't tolerate your intolerance. It's the intellectual duplicity of saying, I'm sure nothing is sure, I know nothing can be known, and I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. It's sawing off the branch upon which you sit. It's making this claim that I believe in the popular vote and that it should always prevail, and that the House has no business contradicting the popular vote, and then turning around and calling someone you disagree with a populist. Do you not understand why we have representative government in the first place? Do you not understand why our founding fathers were nervous about populism, rightly defined? 
raw democracy rightly defined? Do you not understand why we are a republic? Do you not understand why you have a job in the first place and why we elected you to do it? (sighs) I have to wonder if the next shoe to fall from Mr. Strom's mouth will be that he's sure nothing is sure and that it's a moral absolute, that there are no moral absolutes. It's like watching a dog chase its tail. Round and round we go. Where it stops, nobody knows. It's, it's funny, but it's also frightening and sad. Leadership matters. That's why we elect people in the first place. If raw democracy, such as Judge Strom advocated as he prepared to then turn around and condemn (laughs) populism, if raw democracy is what we really are all about, then we don't need to elect anybody. We'll just vote on everything. Let's save the money. But that's not what we are. We are a republic. And populist puffery, Mr. Strom, the phrase that comes to mind right now for me is... Well, dare I quote the Bible? Physician, heal thyself. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.